difficult on Tumblr, and I am difficult diva on the Gaze of Daytime forum, which is great. You guys should all try to catch there and sign on because we talk about all things gay in the fictional world of soap opera. So it's pretty fun. I'm I love Stug on Tumblr. Hi. Someone else has to introduce themselves. <laughs> Good introduction. I'm here. Carter is here on uh, Tumblr. Okay, so I should go. Um, I am. I'm stugging it on Tumblr. Hi. <laughs> Brendan's out of town, so he ain't doing nothing. A hundred stuck haters can't tell Doug nothing. Cause Steve is his man, Steve, Steve is his man. And he wants Brendan gone so he can get some ass. <laughs> I have been planning to do that all day. <laughs> oh, God. Let me say it again. I'm Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap on Twitter, and that Brother Soap box on Tumblr. Cool. Right, so shall we start talking about this week's episode? Yeah. Uh, so we start with uh, Carmel and her. I'm not going to say pizza face like Jason. <laughs> 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 actually better now. She just has that one little mark. It's like a T. Yeah, I was looking at her face, thinking, "You look. You still look beautiful. You've got a minor scar. Try going out with my face." Can <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Carmel, please? Okay, so, as someone who has <coughs> actual real-life issues that, even though they're not seeable, I have real-life issues, I would rather have that than deal with all I have to deal with. So, bitch, please, get off your high horse, stop moaning about the fact you have a scar on your face, and just go. Okay, and she's just such a drama queen, too, because she starts having a go at Jackie for not telling her about Lindsay, and it's just like, no, she didn't tell you for a reason, because you're like this. <laughs> Anyways, I don't like Carmel this week. Remember when I felt sorry for her? That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. You're like, it's a wrap. I, I can understand why Carmel is the way she is because she's not as bright as John Paul or rest in peace, the other sister. What was her name? Tina. Tina. And she's not as hard as um, Jackie or Mercedes and you know she doesn't like, really take things for granted like um, the little one the, the youngest one what's her name Michaela you know she really takes things to heart and she feels that all her whole purpose is to be pretty and to, mm-hmm. and to love everything and you know just just to be just to be perfect and there and supportive and all of a sudden the one thing that she did kind of take for granted, which was her looks, is gone. She sees herself as damaged. It it does affect people, especially if you are if if you just have your looks and that's all you base your whole purpose on is your look. You know, and what? if that's I, gone, that's it's done. Unless you feel that you have something else, and she's going to have to learn about. What else is there besides her looks that is appealing to everybody? I hear that, and I think that is great. But when you are sitting across from two amputees, you do not need to be whiting about having a (laughs) shot. 
on your face. I don't understand. And I also don't understand how, like, initially I was kind of with her because it looked like, I don't know if it was just blood and bruises when the, the Tana first exploded in her face, but it looked like there was really substantial damage to her face. Yeah. But then, too, then all she's got is like this uh, <laughs> vagina-looking scar on one. What? Why are you bad? All you've got is a little on your face. No, you're not, sitting across no, some no, two guys with limbs and you're still whining. <laughs> Is it, are we are we switching to to Ali yet? Can we, are we are we segueing? Yes, we can go on to talking about Ali and the uh, strippers. Yeah, because he was acting a little Brendany. I, I just didn't understand what was going on. First of all, I want to say the Scooby Doo the honorary Scooby <laughs> Gang member award this week goes to Steve, who was not having any of Ali's lie at all this week. The exit. Let's he had some great lines in yeah. that bit. I can't, what was the one about getting something about, oh, your sister got her bazookas out because she couldn't get because she was too drunk to get a proper job or something like that? And it just cracked me up. Just when Ali was lying, he was just like, are you believing this? I was just like, seriously, I was screaming the same thing at the television. Thing is that surely, like, Amy should believe D over Ali won. But yeah. another thing is that Okay, this is another thing that I'm probably going to be controversial about, and you can keep this in, because I don't really care. Um, Steve has been around someone who is a psychopathic liar at times, and I'm sorry, but he is, Brendan is, and that's fair enough for me to say that, because like, I like Brendan, I've said this before. Exactly. That he, is, he was, and kind of is, a psychopathic liar, so... You know, I especially considering the past Dee and Amy have had, it should have, I don't know, it's just, I find it interesting that Amy ended up, for, did, wait, she when, they, when they got back together, yeah. Amy hasn't learned anything? That's what bothers me. It's like they dumb the characters down in order for certain storylines to, to be developed. <laughs> The moment that really uh, kind of started switching me off of Ali, because I was halfway interested in, in him in first when I, he was kind of seemed to have a thing going between Amy and uh, Steve, like they, nobody knew if, which one he really liked. But the moment that his character started to tank with me was when he yelled at uh the kid? Amy's cute little yeah. daughter. I was just like, what is happening there? And so ever since that moment, you know, and I, and I know, and since he was connected to Walker, i kind of been feeling like there's something shady that's going on there. And I just knew the whole time he was lying about that whole stripper thing from the time of last week when Lindsay caught him in the club and he came with that BS story. I wasn't believing that for a second. So I wasn't surprised when he paid off that stripper. I knew he was lying. It, it's, I, I'm not completely annoyed with him yet because I want to know what he's going to do but then I'm kind of worried too because I halfway like him as an actor and I'm like if they're about to start painting him as a bad guy he's probably not going to be long for the show And but if he keeps lying to Amy and yelling at kids I'm going to be ready for him to go <laughs> I did think so that um, if Ali what is the murderer then Steve's probably in quite a lot of danger if he keeps going at Ali like saying, why are you doing this? What, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, he, yeah. It, I don't because, think it is Ali anymore. Yeah. 
I don't think no, I don't at all either. either. I did. I think he's like got a secret, but I don't Can necessarily I, think um, it's. This return of Silas for me has dumbed down everyone in that village. This is what I, mean. I, I don't care get it. about Silas coming back, and I feel really bad about not caring, but. To me, I got my ending when he went to jail. Like that was it for me. I, like, I didn't need I to see him either. more. I, I don't see that because he won't. They're doing it for the ratings, but I just yeah, don't want to see they it. They are. That's all it is. I love that Silas is bad. I, I love him, right? This is what I mean. Is that I love him, but I don't understand what else they can do with his character apart from the same thing that we've seen already. I'm, I'm going to give Holly Oates a chance because they might be good next week. I do love Silas. Like I gift him and everything, but. I'm worried that I'm going to be bored by it because I've yeah. seen the same thing before. I have to say, Texas is no Lindsay. Oh, Texas. No, she's not. <laughs> Do you not like Texas? TV. It's <laughs> not that I don't... No, I like I Texas, but it. she's not quite as um, good a... Um, I can't what's Texas. the word? Prota- protagonist? No. She's not good at I acting. agree. I agree with that. And, and let me say this with regards to the whole Silas return. This, this, this is my issue. So... Lindsay was on the show for months, screaming to everyone that could hear that Mm -hmm. Silas was murdering these girls. Nobody was feeling that. Nobody was trying to hear her. So now she has been proven correct. Silas is the murderer. Another girl gets killed, and all of a sudden, Texas is saying, oh, my God, Silas is involved in this. And Dodger is not trying to hear it. The whole town, the whole damn village should be like, wait a minute, what's going on? Everybody would be on point of trying to figure out what's going on. It's a college town, right? There's a school there. There's, there's, there's a college. You remember bring the, Take Back the Night? All these college things about like, taking back the, the power from... Uh, but being terrified about what's going on at your campus. You mean to tell me that everybody in that village is just passing the day along, like everything is fine, nothing's going wrong? That's what I'm talking about. Just going back to Dodger a minute. Babes, if he says babes one more time, I swear to you. He likes Texas, and I think that's really I know. cute. I just want to kiss. I do ship them, actually. I do. As much as I, I hate Texas, them. I do ship them. Oh, I hate her. About, there's something about Texas <laughs> that really sounds my head in, and I can't really figure it out. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether I hate her or I just. It's just, just I didn't something. like her last year when she was like stringing Jamil along, but I like I her. I didn't now. watch it then. I only know her from now, and because like she's got a thing with Dodger, and I like Dodger, so I like her. I thought it was cute him calling uh, her babes because I, I call my dude babe, so you know that that's kind of how that goes. But I think why that's just annoying at that moment. It didn't have anything to do with the fact that he was calling her babe over and over again. It's that she had told him fifty damn times that Silas was up to something, and fifty damn times he was kind of like, eh, no, nah, it's cool. Don't worry about it. You tripping, girl? You crazy? He's in jail. <laughs> yes. And yeah. that, you know how they had Silas phone. Texas, and then everyone didn't believe her. I was just like, it's fair. why wouldn't you check that straight away? Why did they take the whole damn day or whatever to check for the fact that, that it was Silas? And another thing, did Sophie die of hiccups because she hasn't spoken? It's very serious concern. Okay, she is still alive. Okay, cool. Um, so, what did we make of the, the scene where... Um, Silas and Texas had that little confrontation. That, yeah. that scene was really good between them both. And Jeff Rawls, he's a really good actor. 
Does anyone else find Silas slightly sexy? No. Just me then. Okay, moving on. Texas versus Silas just isn't as strong of a storyline as Lindsay versus Silas. That storyline had built up for months. But here's the thing that irritates me the most. That that D.I. Smalls hmm. tried to question why Silas or or, 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 or review any of the visitation logs that he's getting because how can he have visitors he's in a mental hospital in a mental hospital granted he's just been he's only been in there less than a year less than a year i don't and like yeah the phone calls he shouldn't be allowed any bit. He shouldn't be allowed on computers either because he can go and scare people. Yeah, and I, I said this on Twitter. I will say it here. Why in the hell was he in that room with Texas with oh, no oh. damn handcuffs? As soon as they put those in the room, I knew something bad was going to happen. This whole we're just going to run in when he strangles you to death. That's stupid. Just handcuff him. Put a cop in the room. That made no sense. Can we, um, you know how they said about how Silas has privileges he doesn't want to lose? Yeah. First of all, he should have got them taken away when he called Texas. Yeah, like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have any anyway. He should just be in, like, the with the straight jacket on in a proper mental room, not allowed to speak to anybody. Because if you look at it in terms of, like, if they're saying, because didn't they have, like, a newspaper a while back that said that they'd find that he was, like, killed about, sort of, 200 girls or something. You, he must be the most notorious ma- mass murderer in England. <laughs> you think you wouldn't be in a really nice room yeah. with his oh, own computer so and chessboard. And, and now he's in a minimal security yeah. prison. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Literally, and I want to get on D.I. Smalls, I think uh, D said her name was, because I love the actress that plays her. I think she was on uh, Emmerdale, also playing a cop, if I'm not mistaken, and she's really good. But let me tell you, I have issue with her being mad at Texas. Like, I understood the first time she was kind of <laughs> upset because Texas, you know, had uh, said the thing about, uh, you know, had given the story to the paper, right? But then she said something to the effect of, well, you know, everything is your fault that all this stuff is happening yeah. because uh, you talked to the paper. No, the reason everybody needs to be panicking is because Silas was responsible for helping somebody else get murdered. Why are you putting this yeah. on a girl whose yeah. uh, sister was killed, who was terrorized by the man? That was so unprofessional. I didn't understand that at all. It was ridiculous. It's bothersome that all the cops, and it's on, it really is only on daytime soap operas. All the cops are incompetent. To be fair, she's slightly better than Ethan was. <laughs> the world's worst cop. Do you know what? This is my theory, is that secretly, because Silas has so many privileges, he's got all the kids with him in his little mental hospital. Hopefully Tom is with him, because I seriously believe that Tom is a little serial killer in the making. I'm just putting it out there. I love it. Died, and then the Valentines opened, owned it, and uh, Calvin died, 
Oh, and Louise opened it, owned it at some point, and she died. I already uh, know who Calvin is. I don't know anybody else. Oh, you don't know who Calvin is? I know, I know Calvin. I don't know oh. anybody else. But what place are we about. talking about? That is the house where the Bradys live. Brendan's gonna get killed. Can I make I a see it? I see it. I think I'd actually care about that now. Like I didn't care about him last week, but this week I'm actually starting to care about him, and I, I don't like about it. Him this week I cared about him I this week. So I just didn't sorry. care about the fact that they made Steve go after <laughs> Steve and Brendan have all those little moments, and then poor Doug is just like left the in the shop by himself sobbing. That really annoyed me. I did think that the um, standing scenes were good this week. They were cute. We were saying, they were, uh, like, in terms of them building up a friendship. Yeah. Because I think, you know, as much as Steve maybe hates Brendan for how he was treated and stuff, he doesn't want to see him suffering in that way. You know, obviously Brendan was having a bit of a breakdown and, you know, I would have been more, uh, like, unconvinced if he hadn't said anything to you. I, I would have thought it would be less sense. But Steve, and I get that. I get Steve understands that pain. I understand that Steve was there for him because he needed to calm the hell down. He's going to break down. But my whole thing is Lindsay died. Yeah. She has whole other group of friends other than Brenton Brady. This whole entire, yeah, not the whole Brendan entire week. Like her brother. Yeah, I was going to no. say, to be fair, they had to show that bit with Brendan first of all, because it is, they have the most scenes, a lot of the scenes you've seen, and they live together and all that. I get why they did that, and I also get why they did the standing stuff, and as I said, I like, I like the friendship idea, but the way I saw it on the episode was that they were trying to... Like, it just seemed like they were trying to edge on the romance side, and then I was just yes. like... Yes, they were trying to play See, I didn't see that. Maybe I it's just it me. More as, like, a it could just be me. It was just... I think no, what they, they me off the was this, this is the... Is that they had Doug look all jealous, and that's what annoyed me. Before that, I thought it was a friendship thing, and then they had Doug, and that's what... They had Doug. But it didn't make any sense to have Doug look jealous because at that point all he was doing was helping them into oh, a I don't. I don't see him. I, I don't, don't think he looks Doug jealous. jealous at all. I, I think Doug was looking. devastated that his yes. friend died and he was I focused agree. on trying Maybe to Maybe I need get... to rewatch it then. I, I could yeah. quite possibly need to rewatch it because I... Like yeah. when I'm watching it the first time round, I'm usually like screaming at my TV like, why? I don't even think... But, uh, I, think I watched Doug it twice. Focused on on Brendan's pain, he was trying to he was just trying to keep his shit together in order to get Texas to know what was going on. That's all he he was focused on that. He could he could care less about Steve hugging Brendan. It was about oh my god. No, no, not Lindsay that look. I wasn't on about that look. I was on about what the other look. Yes. And I, I see it too. But before I, I say my thing, Jess, you you were trying to say something, Jess. What were you gonna say? I don't know now. Oh. <laughs> okay. I have a memory. You were long, you were guys were on about the look at the end, weren't you, when he was getting into the cab? Yes. Weren't you? yes that, I didn't think that was jealousy. I wouldn't have said that was jealousy. This is why I need to watch it again, because, as said, when I'm watching it the first time, at that point, I was so angry with the fact that Steve wasn't, like, even daring to be with Doug or anything like that, and they were just making them argue and stuff. I didn't really concentrate on what was going on properly, so I need to figure it out. So I was just so annoyed that Doug's constantly left by himself. 
I have this big thing with that character, like, Doug deserves to be happy, and Steen is to get on his knees, and, um, well, no, don't do that, but you can do that, but <laughs> that wasn't my point, is that he needs to get on his knees and beg for forgiveness, and then do other things, because I'm just saying. <laughs> Somebody on the podcast said that they didn't see the romance, and this is where I saw it. There was this one scene where I thought it was before the cab scene, where it was just Steve and uh, Brendan in the street, and... Uh, Steve kind of asked Brendan if he needed anything, and Brendan got his mustache all up in the face and just kind of stared at him and stared at him and stared at him and was like, I'm cool, and then walked off. And I was just like, what, 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 is, what is this? You know, and with Doug, like, I, I don't think that, I don't, like, I saw jealousy, but I also saw sadness, you know, because, I mean, everything that P.J. Brennan does looks sad. I just, you just want to hug him because he's, he's so sad, you know. Like, I can see him being jealous and I can see him being sad because, I mean, oh. why is your man messing with his crazy ex when he could be showing love to you? I know since, you know, uh, Lindsay was killed, there has been a lot more interaction on screen between Steve and Brendan than Steve and Doug, and that just yeah. makes no sense to me. I am a, I'm a fan of Steve. I've, oh, I don't, I'm sure why that I am drawn to Steve, but there's something about him that I want him to be happy, mm-hmm. and I don't think that he has to be this angst-ridden boy young man who's a who's a plaything for Brendan or Doug. I think there's something about that Steve that I can identify with that need for him to understand himself, to evolve, to change, to become a better person for him and for him to go through the past year and have that all wiped away because of chemistry bothers me turn gay can i ask are you guys have you all liked doug's character throughout or is there anyone that liked him at one point and liked him or like liked him likes him more or less now than they did i only started liking him when he got with steve i I am know who he was before yeah see this is the same thing that went on he wasn't much of a character until he had that storyline see well obviously he had that big suicide thing and i I think that's why i probably started liking him because i didn't really know much about him until they because he didn't have that many big storylines until they did the suicide thing did he really yeah so yeah um, i started liking him around then because i started really Realizing that P.J. Brennan needs more props than he gets yeah. because he's such a good actor. And I started yeah. liking him when that his his girl Bex came oh, back. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to mention quickly and, that um, Sophie reminded me that Doug had a drug storyline. I wasn't watching Hollyoaks very much back then. I wanted to bring that up because that was a big storyline, but I wasn't watching that very much. Do that. In general, do we do have we changed our minds on who we think killed Lindsay now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Who did you think? See, last week I think I went with the doctor, didn't I? Well, they're not giving yes. the doctor enough attention. But then again, I don't think it's any of the people that they the suspects that they're saying. I don't think it's any of them. I'm telling you, it's one of the nice people lurking the ground. Not Riley. No, it's not Riley. Me, what, Oh, Riley has the genetics. That is his granddad. No. I'm just saying. Oh, no. no, hold on. It, you know what I think it is? I think it's Bobby. He's a little doctor. <laughs> <laughs> How could it be him? He, he went into there and he's 
It's no, Silas has gone that baby or Tom. He's, we haven't Silas has got in me. I've got them to walk now. Made them kill the, kill Lindsay. He has all those children. He's locked them up, and then he made them kill Lindsay. They all because they're all little, so they all and they all want their little hands, and then they all choke Lindsay. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was Walker now because you know when uh, Brendan yeah, found Walker. that um, you know when Brendan found that uh, diary at Samson's house that seemed a little, that scene whole scene seemed a little bit like it was set up yeah, I for him to find that because why would he have Cheryl's diary it, it was not like he, he's going to be looking at Cheryl's diary think, planning how to kill him he was just like a random you know gangster what? guy he was going to be um, so I thought maybe it was set up by Walker so that Brendan would find it and freak out and then I don't know in some form I I do believe that well I don't believe that Walker killed Lindsay I think he has some involvement in it because there's something about him that just doesn't sit right with me I do not believe that he is sexually desirous of Brendan. I think there's something that he knows that he can pull Brendan's strings by saying that he identifies with him. But I don't, mm. I don't, I don't believe that he's sexually attracted to Brendan at all. I do. I think I don't. I think they've got some serious sexual tension. Um, right. So, um, does anyone else have anything else to add about this week's episode? Oh wait, I didn't tell you guys who I think. Killed Silas now. Um, I changed my mind last week. I said it was. No, oh, sorry. What? Who killed uh, Lindsay now? I think it, it wasn't uh, Aaron's, Aaron Livesey's doppelganger, like I said last week. <laughs> this week, I think it was that pink teddy bear. That pink teddy bear is the culprit. Um, yeah, the only other thing I was going to say for this week was I thought that um, Emma and Brona were absolutely brilliant this week um, in their grief scenes. They were brilliant. I do think it was brilliant because I think that Cheryl does have a lot of guilt about her not believing Lindsay in the beginning. And all of a sudden, here she is. She's dead. And she left her to get cheap champagne and to come back, and she's dead. No, for Brendan, I just... I, I I think he does have a lot of guilt. I, my problem is, is this. Sorry, I just fell off the chair. Oh, what happened? I've got like a swivel chair and I swiveled too far. Oh. Oh. I just think Brendan has a lot of guilt. And for him to be this hard guy who just doesn't want to accept that guilt wants to find the person who did it and kill them because then somehow that's going to make him feel better which it's not going to make him feel better it's still going to make it's still not going to change the situation that he's in because he still really feels that he brought all this stuff to his home Mm. and to Lindsay and the only way that he can change and feel that he can do something better is to admit that he is not this hard ass man that he does have feelings and it doesn't have to pertain about to Steve it's just about his life in general but Mm -hmm. that's what I want to see I want to see Brendan changing because 
he wants to change because he feels that his life will never be good because he keeps bringing all this crap into it. It's not about, oh, I can change in order to get this person back into my life. I can change because I just don't want my life to be this way. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Rage. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we move on to the If I Wrote Hollyoaks section? Oh, yay! So, uh, I couldn't think I of a hear everyone. I want to hear everybody's ideas. I love it. I couldn't think. So who wants to go first? Should I go? So sorry, I should probably explain. This yeah. week we were um, doing uh, if I wrote Hollyoaks, what storyline would I do? So uh, we were inventing a storyline, basically. So does anyone want to have a go at going first? Should I just head in because I was really lame and I just thought that soon enough to get married? And there you go. There's my storyline. They should just get married. <laughs> um, I was gonna. Um, have there be an accident where Amy went blind permanently and just see how, um, do it as like a long-term storyline as to how someone adapts to living um, their life when everything about it's but changed. See, this is um, you, you're creative as hell. <laughs> I'd love to do that, actually. I think it would be interesting because you could have her like thinking, oh, I'm never going to be able to see my children again. Um, and also you could bring in the whole element of Amy and Steve's relationship and how they're like friendship and how they rely on each other um, and also just like how she would deal with general life to life you know sort of day to day things like you know simple things like washing up and cooking and things like that when she can't see anything but that story is already on the show because Carmel has a little scratch on her face how is she going to feel everything is changed well yeah you <laughs> had to be in a wheelchair to go up to a roof she couldn't walk <laughs> Okay, my whole thing about if I ran Hollyoaks and if I ran a soap opera in general, I just would not feel the need to dumb down my characters so that a storyline can be developed. I mean, there are times when I watch soap operas and they do things and they set stuff up that you know that somebody would question it in the real world. Do you know, there, you, there's somebody would question, like, what, why are you saying this, and why is this going on, and, you know, why, why are you being so hesitant about the issues that they're bringing up, but for, so, like, specifically this Silas thing, that these people are looking at Texas like she's crazy. Now, this whole town just went through a serial killer less than six months ago. Now, somebody just recently died. You think that nobody in that village other than Texas would go, wait a minute, what's going on? This girl just like, the girl that was connected to Silas got killed? And nobody else is not going to question that, oh, well, what's going, like, about Silas? Like, like the detectives, the forensic psychologist, who's the stupidest forensic psychologist that I've seen, you know, and this is after how like three Law and Orders, Law and Order Criminal Intent, Law and Order the Original, and Law and Order <laughs> Special Victims Unit. He's going to come out and say, "Oh, just some random." I'm not going to check. Oh, you know, he's just crazy. Hmm. I'm not going to check anything about really what's 
like you 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 would do double you just it just seemed really simple like the visitation log you mean to tell me that di smiles is not going to look at the visitation log and check to see who's actually coming in to visit um visit silas the phone log how he got access to that phone i mean there's it's simple stuff that they're not really delving into that's my whole thing. Yes, it's 30 minutes, but you can delve into something saying, oh, well, just make it, just make it, that DI small say, you know, well, we're checking on the phone log or we're checking on the visitor log. A throwaway line, something that says, you know what, she's not that stupid. Crazy and weird because it's like, it was from my dream, but I'm going to take out one character because she didn't exist and add in someone else. But it involved Joel, Callum, Esther, and Maddie, and um, it was like um, Callum was kept sleeping with Teresa, then Joel found out, and then he like slept with Maddie, and it was this big quadrilateral going on, and then Esther kissed someone. Like that girl, I think she's sweet. Yeah, Esther. Yeah. Esther, I don't understand. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. No, Esther is a. Chili. Esther is a sweetheart. There'd be tons of girls that would love to be with her. All right. Y'all ready to hear what I do as yeah. executive producer of Holyoke's? All right. I'm, I only heard one yes. Is everybody else listening? Yes! Yeah, hello. I'm still here. <laughs> oh, I'm just being silly. Okay. So I'm going to just describe the first scene of my first show as the Holyoke's producer. So the music would start, and you would see three different pairs of male legs. You would see one walking on the sidewalk, one walking into a prison, and one would be walking in, and the camera would go up, and you would see that he's in London. The first guy at the prison, the camera would pan up, and it would be Joe, and he'd go, Hi, Dad, and then he'd be looking right at Warren Fox. Then the second guy, he'd be walking into a mental institution. camera would go up. He would say, say, hi, Dad, and he'd be looking at Silas. The third guy, he would go up the elevator and walk into a hotel room in London and knock on the door, and the door would open, and he'd be like, hey, baby, and then the camera would turn around, and John, Paul, and Doug would be secret boyfriends. Oh. So, <laughs> in this episode, uh, Warren talked to Joel about how their plans are going for getting Brendan to think he's a little punk, so that Warren can come out of prison and take over the entire club. At the mental hospital, Walker and Silas are going to talk about how their plans are going for uh, Walker to use Silas to get back at Brendan because Silas hasn't forgotten that moment when Brendan got all in his face about everything that he'd done. So he's using his son, Walker, to kill all the girls and to... uh, eventually kill Brendan and all that shit about all that stuff about him uh, letting he's basically been letting Walker uh, or Brendan beat him up so that Brendan can think Walker is weak so that when Walker is ready to strike Brendan doesn't see it coming and then uh, uh, Doug is going to talk to John Paul about everything that's been going on with Steve, who he's kind of unhappy with, which is why they're back together. And John Paul is going to be plotting with Doug to come back home, buy the house uh, away from the girls, so that when Myra gets out of prison, the house is in uh, his name. And when he comes back to Holyoke, he's going to kick out Teresa and Bart (laughs) and all of the characters that I hate. And uh, I I hadn't worked out 
what what the story was going to be with uh, 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 Craig Dean yet. But that that's where I left. That'd be my first episode. All that oh, hold on, I'm gonna. <coughs> Oh, um, should we um, should we move on to the Hollyoaks Awards? Yeah. Um, I'll announce the winner from last week. Um, so with last from last week, we were looking at nom- uh, the nominations for the best comedic performance. So the nominations we had were Nick Picard, who plays Tony Hutchinson, Jessica Forrest, who plays Leanne Holiday. Tom Skir, who plays Barney Harper McBride. T- uh, Joe Tristini, who plays Do- Dennis Savage. Sad- <laughs> I can't even say his name. Dennis Savage. T- Tossin Cole, who plays Neil Cooper. Brona War, who oh, plays Cheryl Brady. Uh, Stephanie Waring, who plays Cindy Longford. And Holly J. Bowles, who plays Michaela McQueen. And I can announce that the winner is. We need a drum roll. The winner is. Dennis Savage, well, Joe Tresini playing Dennis Savage. He won with a huge 66.67%, so well done. I finally got got why Jay kept calling him the guy from, the character from, um, what is it, Coronation Street? It's from EastEnders, yes. Because I was like, what the hell? (laughs) I'm actually convinced about that, because... Trasini's not his last name. It's like Pascali. He's like <laughs> son. So I'm convinced that whatever Josh, his last name is, who plays Ben, is his brother because they look so much alike. <laughs> convinced on Hold that. up! Hold up! He's what? Whose son? Joe Pasquale, the high pitch person. The one. He's who- his son. <laughs> really? Oh I was like, no. look it up, and then they were like, okay, you're right. So much more wow. Much more sense is made. So um, this week the nominations are for uh, be- the best storyline from the last twelve months. Okay, um, so the nominations are Brendan and Steve's domestic abuse, the aftermath of Jackie's rape, Silas the serial killer, Mercedes' affair with Carl, George's homeless, Doug's sexuality, Mercedes versus Mitzi, Lindsay's murder, Nancy's miscarriage, Warren's arrest. Arrested, Carmel's facial scarring. (laughs) (laughs) That should not be in there. But Sinead run away twice, and Tilly and Jen's pupil teacher affair. So, which storyline would you guys go for? Dog. I would go for um, Itzy and Mercedes because Mercedes has lost her damn mind. I mean, I'm sorry, but like. Mercedes, I mean, like, seriously, over Riley? (laughs) She's she's basically stalking Mitzi because she screwed up. She's the one that screwed up with Riley. Now, Mercedes from before would have been like, you know what, screw it, I guess I messed up, move on, find another person. She'll find herself another man, but now she's, like, lost. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to get her how 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 this is going to work out because she is basically using Riley to get back to get back into his life he's not in love with her anymore so how is this going to resolve I mean like he's gonna he's like he's gonna wake up one day and be like oh my god I've been totally completely fooled by this woman who has slept with my father cheated on me with my father 
uh, frame the woman that I really am, really am in love with, and use our kid to get back into my life. He's like to hate her. I'm trying to figure out how this is going to work. I think <laughs> I would have gone for best storyline out of those ones. It's it's a toss up between the Silas storyline, which I thought was brilliant. Um, the aftermath of Jackie's rape, which I thought was handled really well, yeah. and I think Claire Cooper was brilliant in that. <laughs> I don't think Jay agrees with me, <laughs> um, but I think I would have gone for the Brennan and Steve plot purely because I've never actually seen a domestic abuse, abuse plot done before between two men. I think because everybody has such strong opinions about it, I think Brendan and Steve are going to take this one. I think that's great. Just did you say yours, Jess? No, um, I think mine's got to be the Doug sexuality because I just love Doug so much. It's got to be that one. I think the acting's been really good in that. You can just see emotion in his eyes all the time. See, my brothers think I'm weird when I say that, but you literally can. And they say he's a crap actor, but he's amazing. He is. Yeah, I'm no crap actors. I watch American soaps. Doug is not one of them. <laughs> PJ Brennan is excellent. So, like Doug, and I love Doug, so they can just... My brother's... Yeah, I, sorry, I forgot to say, I, like, also I think the acting in the Brennan and Steve storyline has been brilliant yeah. from all involved, so, yeah. True. It might be, like, really annoying. Like, well, I'm going to have to give it to Silas's storyline, and I'm sorry, Doug, and I'm sorry, Steve and Brendan, because those two are up contenders up there as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to Silas, because... That is one of the few times where I haven't been on and off Hollywood is when I was watching the Silent Storyline. I, like, watched it every day sort of thing. Now, like, because I'm one of those people that will catch up on Hollywood later sort of thing most of the time. But with the Silent Storyline, I, like, I literally wanted to see it sort of thing. But that also goes the same for the Doug Storyline because I was pretty much watching that every day as it came on. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't seeing Nancy. Nancy and Darren's storyline. Nancy and Darren's one, yeah. Uh, I've got to give props uh, to them as well, actually, because... Because I, I, I knew someone who had a miscarriage, and I don't know, just the whole weight was acted out. It was just really real and emotional, and I don't know. I got a history of that storyline. <laughs> Can I be a rebel and say which story I hate out of all those stories? Yeah, go for it. I hate... Reese and 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 uh, and Gilly, like the the aftermath of Jackie's rape. You know, oh, yeah. like I thought Holyoaks was gonna do something kind of interesting there, like kind of uh, like I thought they would do with Steve and uh, Brendan at the beginning. I thought it was gonna be that Jackie kind of uh, lied about the rape to score points with. Uh, uh, Reese, who was mad with her at the time, but that, you know, at the end of the day, Gilly wouldn't have been really upset about it, and, you know, they kind of would have, I don't know, not exactly been friends, but I thought it was going to be new territory, you know? So, I mean, I remember, I saw the episodes, I saw both sides of the story, I just, I don't like that, I feel like it was a rewrite, so he leaves for a couple months, and then it's back, and before he gets off the show, it's just said that he Gilly, the nicest guy on the show, who really didn't do much of anything bad to anybody, all of a sudden just decides to rape Jackie because his wife died. Like, I just don't think that makes any sense. So I don't. I think that was that was one of the ones that was one of the only storylines that I've seen where I feel like the character of 
the character of a character was completely destroyed, and I hate it. So I will never vote for Jackie Ray. And plus, Jackie was raping. I love Jackie, and I didn't like seeing her involved in that either. So I don't like the rape. I don't like Gilly involved. I don't like Jackie eventually saying it was rape. I hate the whole thing. That's it. Should we move on to talking about best exits? Cause, so, uh, this, so this is our sort of topic for the week. It's best exit. Steph's exit. I hated it, but I was sad. I only it's heard Steph's about that. fire exit. I was just like, well, I suppose it's better than the normal route of her just dying of her cancer because she died with... I it's not really dignity when you decide you want to die in a fire, is it? But... I can't think of a better word, but I thought that was quite a well sort of well done exit. And um, the person who played her, I never really like. She wasn't always the best actress, but she really killed it during those last sort of scenes. I she was a good actress, but I don't, I didn't like. I suppose I didn't really look at her acting until that those last few scenes. And I really liked when she came back for Doug's storyline. I thought that was quite interestingly done. She came back, but she was dead. Yeah, well, yeah, no, she came back as an angel. She came oh, back as an angel. <laughs> oh, right, okay. There was Max, wasn't there? He had a heart attack or something at some point, and then he got drowned or something. I don't know. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I loved that storyline too, the exit of that, but I kind of didn't, but I did, probably didn't at the time, but if you're going to go, then that's quite an interesting way to go, because it was that evil bitch that did it, wasn't it? Was Matt yeah, that was that was or something. I'm confused. It was Claire, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Claire was involved in all that, and she's I'm in my best exit. So, yeah, it was good. The part where Max had the the uh, the heart attack and there was the drowning and everything that wasn't a part of his exit. That was kind of set up uh, Claire's exit that uh, I think Unseeable was talking about last week, where she walked out with the pumps and everything. She's involved in my best exit but it wasn't hers it was actually a warren's first exit when claire and uh basically accidentally set the club on fire and in there to die now that was an exit i thought that exit with warren was a lot better than his last uh, exit and i was kind of sad because claire had come back for that and i was hoping she would stay long term since warren died but then she ended up leaving but i think that's that's probably the best exit that i've seen i didn't like max exit where he ended up getting run over by nile oh my what, what i've got an old one which was um did anyone remember ali from years ago no he was like um justin's stepbrother who was being bullied um, at the school by these racist gang um, and uh, his like exit was basically he, he went he was like a really nice guy but he basically like armed himself because these guys kept beating him up and uh, they went in to attack him and he stabbed um, this guy and killed him and then was running away from the scene and got hit by a car and died oh, and it was really like shocking and then uh, that was what Justin got sent down for it because he was around at the time but yeah it was a really good exit because it was it was really shocking because you were just thinking oh the climax is going to be you know he accidentally stabbed this guy and killed him and then it was like oh no he's running away and pff, he got hit by a car oh, so it was just like a... karma didn't wait around on that one <laughs> No, no, definitely not, no. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of... And a recent one, I thought Ray's exit was really good in the later. Tweet us at uh, holyoakpodcast.com. Just take out the O, so it's 
Holyoke's PDcast, uh, not .com. It's just going to be at <laughs> Holyoke's Podcast. Um, you can also visit us on Tumblr at the Holyoke's Podcast.tumblr.com. Again, that's the Holyoke's Podcast.tumblr.com. Okay, um, Sophie, do you want to say goodbye? Yeah, eh, bye. <laughs> Go on for it, Hannah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. Awkward silence every time I speak. Just say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well guys, this is great. This is one of my first podcasts ever and I loved it. You guys are awesome and you instill in me the hope that young girls can watch a TV show and still use their brains and think and so I love you guys. This is awesome. I can't Woo! wait to see what next week. <laughs> yeah, have a lovely week, everyone, and we thank will y'all. see. And thank you for uh, to everyone who has been listening. Um, and if you would like to be joining us, then just send me a message, and we can get you uh, involved. And um, we'd love to have some stand-up um, yeah, fans because we we talk like. a lot of snug, so we want some stand-up fans. Yeah, so if you it. are a stand-up fan and yeah. you have an interest in the podcast and you would like to join us, we are nice. Honestly, we're not really horrible yeah. well, I promise you most of the time <laughs> so and we, we are very we, we really will welcome any stand-up fans because we love you just yeah, be prepared to talk talk no, don't, I don't, be quiet. Yeah, don't be silent that's right <laughs> I yeah. think we, I just don't want them to have I don't want you guys the stand-up fans as you're listening to have this perspective thing that we wouldn't like you to be here because we really do want you to be here because we like the fact that we can talk about Sendin as well because a lot of us don't particularly hate Sendin, we just don't like the romantic relationship and you can maybe talk to us about why you like the romantic relationship and stuff like that because it would be cool. Yeah, friendly, smiley, space, bye. (laughs) 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 Do we all say bye on a one, two, three? Bye. Three. Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.